Air Pollution Behind Closed Doors Written and read by Karis Walsh Great grey plumes emerging from concrete smokestacks or billowing clouds of smog over city skylines. This has become the dominant imagery representing the problems of pollution as experienced by industrialised societies. Atmospheric pollution is a highly discussed phenomenon as pollutants in areas of heavy industry are so visibly impactful due to photochemical reactions. Public and legislative awareness of outdoor air pollution is almost as old as the Industrial Revolution itself, however it is not the largest air quality related risk to human health. According to the World Health Organization, of the estimated 7 million premature deaths caused annually by air pollution, roughly 3.8 million are as a direct result of indoor air pollution. Not only does this mean that IAP is a greater mortality risk than outdoor smog and transport emissions, but also that the colossal death toll associated with IAP is the world's largest overall environmental health risk, accounting for over 7% of excess mortality in the global burden of disease, ahead of wastewater contamination. IAP is a pressing issue that impacts human health profoundly, but it can be managed through both improvements in ventilation and a hastened transition to cleaner fuel sources in alignment with existing sustainability goals. The degree and type of harm experienced from contact with polluted air varies with its source and composition. Particulate matter is an especially harmful component of IAP, with smaller particles being more likely to be retained in the body and to penetrate deeper into the respiratory system. In particular, the consequences of prolonged exposure to PM2.5, particulate matter that is less than 2.5 microns in diameter, on human health are wide-ranging, with a particularly strong impact on cardiopulmonary health and the risk of lung cancer development. Indoor air pollution can also contain carbon monoxide, volatile organic compounds like toluene, as well as heavy metals such as arsenic, which are deeply hazardous to human health. Most worryingly, exposure to air pollution in households doubles the risk of early childhood pneumonia. Almost half of all pneumonia deaths in children under 5 are attributable to indoor air pollution. Before any measures can be drafted to tackle this issue, it is critical to recognise that the impacts of poor air quality are often driven by systemic economic inequality. Analysis from University College London this year found vast disparities in air quality along socio-economic lines within urban dwellings in the UK. Influential factors included housing characteristics and ventilation properties, neighbouring sources of ambient pollution, and the time spent indoors by occupants, all of which delivered poorer health outcomes to low-income members of the population. Across the Atlantic, an investigation by the US Environmental Protection Agency has shown that Native American and tribal populations are particularly at risk of poor quality indoor air, contributing to the fact that rates of asthma in these communities is close to double the national average. Several tribal and Native American households are in rural regions with medium to high outdoor air quality. However, thousands of these households are not connected to a power grid, creating a forced reliance on coal and wood-burning stoves for heat and cooking, which releases dangerous quantities of particulate matter within households and schools. These disparities become even more stark when considering the disease burden of IAP in middle to low income countries, where sometimes up to 10% of the share of total annual deaths is attributed to IAP. Poor ventilation combined with a reliance on solid fuel sources for cooking is a deadly combination of risk factors in many regions. Like in sub-Saharan Africa, where 9 out of 10 households cook with wood, charcoal or kerosene. 
dirty fuels that produce an inordinate amount of soot and inhalable particles. Around 98% of the population of Ethiopia and Rwanda rely on solid fuels, exposing almost the entirety of the population to IAP. Similarly, the WHO estimates that 6 in 10 households in middle to low income countries in Southeast Asia primarily cook with solid fuels, including more than a billion people in both China and India. As the worst varieties of this type of pollution originate and linger within the household, those who are most affected tend to be those who spend the most time near solid fuel stoves. In particular, women in developing countries are especially vulnerable to chronic obstructive pulmonary disease as a result of frequent proximity to open cooking fires over the course of their lifetimes. The COVID-19 pandemic has recontextualized our need for clean indoor air to a significant extent. Many around the world marveled at striking images of smog-free urban skylines following the implementation of lockdowns and travel restrictions in 2020. Whether this has translated to a direct reduction in exposure of populations to harmful pollution is not as crystal clear as the photographs. The US EPA has found that levels of organic pollutants are often two to five times higher indoors than they are outdoors, while a 2019 study by Global Action Plan found indoor particulate matter concentrations, measured using condensation particle counters, to be 3.5 times that of outdoor levels. Often this is compounded by existing ambient pollution, especially in poorly ventilated buildings that allow pollution from outside to enter and subsequently stagnate within homes and businesses. Pre-pandemic, the average person spent roughly 90% of their time indoors, but this number is now close to 100% for many. The fact that indoor air quality is generally inferior means that in spite of the noticeable temporary reduction in outdoor air pollution that occurred during lockdowns, many were exposed to a greater volume of health-damaging pollutants than in a normal year, especially in low-income countries and communities. On the other hand, our ongoing global health crisis has focused attention on improving the health and safety of indoor environments. Ventilation quality is generally measured in air changes per hour, which refers to the rate at which air is cycled through a building. A high ACH means that there is a lower possibility of inhaling viral particles and a lower accumulation of indoor air pollutants. Ongoing research at Pennsylvania State University suggests 3 ACH is a minimum standard for reducing COVID-19 transmission and 6 ACH is an ideal. For reference, the average household has an ACH of just 0.35. In addition to particulate and aerosol contaminants, microorganisms including fungi, mold, viruses and bacteria are all transported through the air and can multiply in damp, humid and poorly ventilated environments. While better ventilation has always been important for human health, there is currently heightened urgency supporting its improvement as a way to mitigate the risk of COVID-19 transmission in indoor environments like schools and public buildings. The COVID-19 virus is capable of traveling short distances because microscopic particles of saliva can partition into nearby water vapor, making the virus airborne at close range. What has become clear in recent months is that a multi-pronged approach is required for improvements in building ventilation. The primary solution proposed by some companies has been commercial air purifiers and filters. However, this market is both largely unregulated and receives criticism for the incredible amount of energy that air filtration devices consume. This makes them both incompatible with sustainability goals and inaccessible to global communities most at risk. Consensus from the WHO and US EPA appears to be that simply opening a window is a preferable low-cost solution. 
Long-term architectural solutions can be implemented such as the removal of unnecessary indoor partitions that stifle airflow, insertion of ventilation openings in doors or walls, or creation of incorporated trickle ventilation slots in window frames and glass. Other promising avenues for improvement include updates to regulations on recommended intervals for the maintenance, cleaning and airing of indoor vents, and through the installation of extractor fans and cooker hoods, an investment that would theoretically cost less than five US dollars per hood per household, but could prolong the lives of hundreds of thousands of people in developing nations, while reducing a host of afflictions that reduce life quality and are expensive to treat. The right to breathe clean and safe air in many ways is tantamount to the right to life. While there are measures that governments can enact to mitigate the effects of poor indoor air quality in the short and medium term, there remains a clear necessity to enact structural, top-down reform that aligns with sustainability goals. The relationship between air quality and fossil fuel burning at both industrial and household levels is by far the largest hurdle to face. To tackle the root of the problem will require a transition away from solid fuel sources entirely and towards more sustainable energy. Most importantly, in order for this reform to meaningfully improve the health and well-being in developing regions, policy must be made in ways that do not perpetuate global inequality.